Okay, um, all of you listeners and watchers out there, it's time for the Midnight Skeptic here in Petaluma. Woke is the word of the day. And here we go. Here's my play-in music. You are listening to KPCALP. Petaluma, California, at 103.3 FM and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. And this is the Midnight Skeptic. The views of the Midnight Skeptic are not, repeat, not necessarily the views of KPCA or any of its affiliates. Okay, here's the Midnight Skeptic Show. Oh, what a uh, echo I've got in my headphones. Uh, uh, this is the Midnight Skeptic Show number 127. It'll be broadcast on July 2nd, this coming Sunday, at the usual time at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, which becomes midnight back on the East Coast. And today is uh, June 28th, Wednesday, that I'm recording this. And uh, June is rapidly coming to a close. And uh, the 4th of July will be um, celebrated by patriots. Um, my cat is up here right now. Uh Let's see. Sasha. She always helps me and inspires me. Mm. Okay. Wokeness is good. <clears throat> Damn. I'm already choking up with anticipation. Okay, wokeness is good, wokeness is great. It just feels good to be woke, accepting everyone, not being judgmental. Just, it just feels good. You uh, MAGA heads out there ought to try it. Send all hate mail and death threats and little envelopes uh, with white powder in it. You know, I'm not giving out my uh, postal address, my mailing address to anyone, however. My mission statement is to rid the USA of all GOP MAGAhead Republicans one broadcast at a time. Okay, shout-outs. Spotify and Anchor do my international spread all over the world. I've got a couple in Australia and New Zealand, a few in the EU, a couple in uh, the UK, uh, still one in Russia, mm, uh, one in Colombia, 
and one in Puerto Rico. Okay. Locally, Rob at KPCA LP, the Petaluma Community Access, downtown, and um, Tom Gaffey at the Phoenix Theater with his collection of alternative teens. John Crowley at the Aquas Cafe. Uh, enjoyed having a lunch there um, the other day. And uh, it was nice seeing you and uh, Reverend Daniel Husky having a intense conversation outside on the table. Okay. The Project Censored Dudes, Mickey Huff, Rabbi Ted, Dave and Rosita, Kevin and Lori, Tim Conrad, Tim and Julie, Rich and Kathy, Tom and Nancy, Dennis and Megan down in Tiburon, Yvonne and Rick in San Francisco, Stan and Kathy and Susan Miller in Pacifica. Okay, Reno Chanda and her son Michael, who's an attorney. Um, Stockton, uh, Kathy Clark. L.A., Jackie and uh, uh, Samantha, her daughter. Arizona, Karina Hilliard, the um, snake removal technician. There goes Sasha, Sasha the cat, my stress reducer. I end every show with admonishing my listeners and watchers to uh, pet your cat. Okay. It reduces stress. Take the word of the midnight skeptic for that. Okay. Onward. Karina <clears throat> uh, uh, Hilliard down in Patagonia, Arizona. My brother Brandon and his wife Mina. Their daughter, my niece, um, Andrea. And her husband Tim and their three offspring. Arkansas, Shannon Reed, Florida, Nelson and Alice. And... Amelia Beamer, and she is now on YouTube for Locus Magazine, L-O-C-U-S. They are a magazine of the horror, fantasy, and science fiction genre. They talk about books that have been recently published in those uh, three genres. Okay. Uh, and in North Carolina, Dr. Dave. And congratulations on democracy being saved by the recent uh, Supreme Court decision. I will talk about that on this show. Okay. Uh, Long Island, Gerilyn Goldfinger and the Sonora crowd. Uh, Robert and Colleen, Bob and Sandy Fisher and their daughter, Martha, and their son, Brad, Darrell, uh, Leonidas, Judy, Lynn Quayle, Kathy Francis, uh, John Gleason, and uh, his daughter, uh, Jennifer, and uh, his other daughter, um, oh, God, brain freeze, damn it. Uh, anyway, it'll come to me. Okay. Uh, and then down in Mexico City, um, Rosamalia 
Lopez Negrete. Okay, I'm starting off this show with good news. Multnomah County, that's up in Oregon, uh, filed a lawsuit over global warming. The suit names specifically Chevron, Shell, ExxonMobil, British Petroleum, and the American Petroleum Institute for fraud and creating a public nuisance by concealing what they knew about the dangers of burning fossil fuels. I've talked about that issue and some other lawsuits on previous shows. Uh, and, um, you know, the, the fossil fuel industry has uh, so many lobbyists and they spend so much on misinforming uh, consumers and the public in general that it's a tough road to hoe for these lawsuits, but I wish them well. Um, Held versus Montana, uh, Juliana versus the United States are two that uh, come to mind. I'm off my notes as usual. Oh, I saw this shadow in back of me. That's Sasha back there. Okay. All right. Enough cat pictures. Okay. Um, public nuisance. Well, global warming is definitely a public nuisance. Nuisance. Um, Exxon, before they merged with Mobile, their scientists knew back in the late sixties, early seventies that if we, meaning the world, continued to uh, burn fossil fuels in cars and power plants and airplanes and ships, that the amount of CO2 that uh, is a result of that would gradually warm the whole planet. And here we are. Okay, um, da -da -da -da. Multnomah's suit is the first to seek damages related to a specific weather event, the 2021 heat dome that parked itself right over Oregon. Okay, onward. Uh, this is an update on uh, bad environmental news. Uh, this phrase uh, touted by the plastics industry of advanced plastics recycling, um, as I have talked about before, is a greenwashing scam. All right, Brightmark which is a San Francisco-based company that partners with oil companies, uh, mainly Chevron uh, and uh, dairy farmers, 
uh, to recycle plastic waste and, in the case of dairy farmers, utilize uh, cow poop to create usable methane for energy. Okay, that, the uh, methane creation out of uh, cow poop, uh, is a good thing. And I haven't researched the efficiency of that or, you know, the cost benefits to dairy farmers of utilizing this methane to, uh, you know, power their own dairy farms. But on a future show, I will. Okay, what I'm griping about is this phrase, advanced plastics recycling. The oil and the plastics industry have always wanted to toss the uh, global warming ball into the court of consumers, um, shift the responsibility, if you will. And it's a good thing to try to, you know, toss your plastic bottles and your empty laundry detergent bottles into that blue bin that's picked up and shipped to the uh, plastics recycling place. But not all of the plastics are recyclable. And to listen to the um, plastics industry, they say it's a simple thing to figure out which plastics are recyclable and which are not, you know, and it's asking a lot of consumers, no matter how dire the circumstances that our planet is, to do that. And um, they say, meaning the companies that make plastic, they say that it's in their interest to out the advantages of plastic recycling. Well, most of the environmental groups are on to them. I'm on to them. And um, this new thing, advanced plastic recycling, is what I'm going after right now. It's a scam. Okay. Uh, where did I leave off from my notes? Okay. They, meaning um, the fossil fuel companies and the plastics industry use all the greenwashing buzzwords like circularity, global sustainability, reimagining waste, plastics and renewal technologies. Okay, they say all these things and it perks up the ears of people who care about the planet. Okay. Um, very few people outside of the environmental um, nonprofits uh, really have the time on their hands to really look into these things. Okay. Uh, circularity, by the way, means something is manufactured, something is used, the waste products or the container it came in goes back to the original manufacturer 
to be reused again, refilled with something. Okay, that's circularity. It occurs in very, very few industries, unfortunately. I'm all for recycling, and um, consumers shouldn't be demigrated or made fun of for attempting to recycle it. I encourage everybody to do everything in your power or in your knowledge to recycle what you use. Better yet, just don't consume as much, especially not plastics. Okay, okay, I'm off my notes yet again. Okay, uh, the this Indiana plant that Brightmark uh, built shreds and chops plastic waste into pellets that are moved into pyrolysis chambers. Okay, that word is P-Y-R-O-L-Y-S-I-S. It's a fancy chemical word uh, that just essentially means incineration. Okay, uh, this plant that uh, uh, Brightmark built has six of these pyrolysis tanks. And this is in the state of Indiana, in the kind of the northeast corner of Indiana, near the Ohio border. Uh, extreme heating produces a synthetic gas and a quote-unquote dirty pyrolysis oil. Okay, now what does that mean, a dirty pyrolysis oil? Um, well, it's an oil that can be used in only a very, very few specialized um, things. Okay, uh, the plastics industry champions this process as something that makes plastics sustainable or even green. There is the greenwashing. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of uh, progressives and liberals uh, perk their ears up at the uh, mention of green like the Green New Deal, I'm all for it. And I hate to be kind of negative about it, but if it were done in the right way and uh, we could somehow stop the GOP Republican MAGA heads from just denigrating it and making fun of it and using the Green New Deal as a uh, anti-democratic party talking point would be much better off. But I'm not holding my breath for that. Okay, I'm off my notes yet again. Uh, but scientists and environmentalists say pyrolysis is anything but sustainable. It is energy intensive, manufacturing with a large carbon footprint. 
I mean, where does the heat come from? You have to burn fossil fuels um, or hook the uh, plant up to a large array of uh, solar panels. Okay, energy intensive, manufacturing, large carbon footprint. It is really incinerating and just making new fossil fuels. The plant is in Ashley, Indiana, just north of Fort Wayne, like I said, near the Ohio border. An engineer, Jan Dell, who has consulted in more than 45 countries, um, says, okay, and this is a quote, plants such as bright marks are dangerous chemical facilities. They are putting workers, firefighters, and the community at risk. Jan Dell founded the Last Beach Cleanup, which is a nonprofit organization um, down in, I think, Huntington Beach. Uh, I talked about his nonprofit organization um, about five or six shows ago. Uh, their main concern is, uh, well, cleaning the beaches and discouraging through their lobbying efforts uh, the use of plastics. Okay, good luck with that. Okay, I, I mean that sincerely. I'm not being snarky. But anyway, uh, Jan Dell founded that uh, 401c3. Okay, last beach cleanup. I talked about on a previous show that fights plastic pollution. Okay, now, if you were to Google pyrolysis, um, the definition is about what I'm going to give you now. Um, pyrolysis, uh, thermal decomposition with high temperatures in the absence of oxygen. Bright Marks Indiana plant uh, has to raise their uh, pyrolysis tanks up to in excess of 1,500 degrees Celsius. My God. Um, Biopolymers are, okay, a polymer is a long chain of uh, similar pieces, chemical pieces, all linked together. Hydrocarbons are uh, uh, chain polymers. Okay, okay, biopolymers are reduced to a solid, which is biochar. Okay, comma, a liquid, which is bio oil, including that uh, dirty uh, pyrolysis oil, comma, and gases, uh, which is CO2, CO2 back up in the atmosphere, CO, which is carbon monoxide, which is kind of dangerous uh, for the workers, and uh, H2, which is uh, hydrogen, which in theory 
could be used uh, to fuel cars and airplanes, but H2 is two molecules of hydrogen stuck together. Um, okay, and also light hydrocarbons. I think uh, methane falls into that category. Uh, some of these gases can be used to fuel the plant that uh, whew, that Brightmark made. Okay, um, I'm not sure exactly where they are in San Francisco, but uh, I would like to go down there and uh, get some brochure that I'm sure they make up. Uh, I wasn't able to get very much uh, information about that company uh, online, but they're there. Okay. Whew. Okay. Sip. This is water with a lot of lime juice in it. Okay. Okay, this is uh, North Carolina. No, it's not the North Carolina one. Anyway, it's good news anyway. Uh, the Supreme Court of the United States decision, this latest decision, I think it was about a week ago, though, allows for redrawing of a racially gerrymandered congressional map in Louisiana. The decision will add a second majority black district in the southern state. They only have one uh, black majority district now. And of course, they send a congressman from that district back to Washington, D.C. Um, Louisiana Secretary of State Kyle Ard. Ardoin, capital A-R-D-O-I-N, he's a Republican, of course, appealed to the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals decision that Louisiana's congressional map violated Section 2 of the Voting Rights Act. That's the 1964 uh, Voting Rights Act. This was a win for black voters and democracy writ large. A similar ruling by SCOTUS, Supreme Court of the United States, in the Alabama Allen versus Mulligan case that I talked about on show number 124 earlier this month, this is 127. So that was uh, three shows ago that I talked about Allen versus Mulligan. Uh, that set the stage for restoring democracy in GOP MAGA-controlled states that those Republicans are just concerned about retaining their power. And in order to do that, they can't let uh, minorities vote 
or young people to vote because those demographics generally tend to vote Democratic. Okay. Ooh, more good news, um, and this is useful news. The Deep Canvas Institute, DCI, is an outreach organization that has its origins in the uh, grueling fight for marriage equality. It's not traditional door knocking in uh, political campaigns. It focuses on non-judgmental listening, curiosity, and story sharing. Um, they do not bombard people with statistics and talking points. They, they go out and try to actually um, non-judgmentally change the minds of uh, voters who are, I would imagine, tend to be uh, right-wingers and convince them that uh, liberals and progressives and Democrats are not the spawn of the devil that the uh, GOP MAGA heads would have their voters believe. Okay, DCI, Deep Canvas Institute, is a project of the People's Action Institute and the New Conversation Institute. DCI was launched in 2021 uh, in the time of COVID-19. Deep canvassing, uh, which is what they do and what they're trained to do, is when volunteers and organizers uh, engage in extended, empathetic conversations with homeowners, potential voters, um, who they're trying to sway their opinions. DCI does hold training seminars periodically. So if you want to help, um, I would encourage you to uh, sign up for a Deep Canvas Institute. It's voluntary. You're not going to get paid for this. Um, but if you want to help our country get rid of all these uh, GOP MAGA-head Republicans, then this is the outfit that you might volunteer to work for. Okay, more Supreme Court of the United States good news. All right, um, and this is the North Carolina one. Okay, in a ruling against the fringe GOP theory of the independent state legislature. Um, this was in North Carolina. Was, uh, the legislature is essentially controlled by the GOP, and um, they're not satisfied with having a one-vote majority. They want more. Okay, I'm off my notes. Uh, independent state legislature... Uh, the theory is the independent state legislatures uh, makes their own rules about federal elections. 
um, what constitutes early voting, where drop-off boxes are located, uh, the hours of voting, the days of voting, all of that kind of stuff. They'll, the GOP will change things just to try to discourage potential Democratic voters from coming out and voting. Um, the decision in uh, the North Carolina case, Moore versus Harper, is a win for democracy and state constitutional checks and balances, which we sorely need, especially in southern MAGA states. Okay. Okay, this, I'm going to have to take a sip of my lime water before I launch into this one. Yeah, my cat disappeared. Okay, bad news from crazy evangelical Christian land. South Dakota State Representative Joe Donnell, capital D-O-N-N-E-L-L, -L, says in an interview online, I don't know whether it was on, uh, on local television or not, but uh, there was a split screen, Joe Donnell on one half and this lady that was interviewing him on the other half. But anyway, this is what he said publicly. Quote, What the Lord reveals to me is that Mount Rushmore has a direct line to Washington, D.C. And basically, as we continue to work in prayer, God was going to break that connection. What? Say what? Okay, continuing with the quote, in order to understand the spiritual realm of what we're facing and in order to, in order for the enemy to do anything, he doesn't specify who this enemy is. I assume he means progressives and liberals. Okay. The enemy to do anything. He needs an agreement of human beings that comes in the form of an altar. And he's referring to the uh, uh, Mount Rushmore heads of the four presidents. Uh, Lincoln, Washington... Jefferson and Roosevelt, Teddy Roosevelt. Mm. Uh, okay, I'm off my notes. Okay, I'm still in the quote from Joe Donnell. He needs an agreement. By he, um, he means God. Mm. That comes in the form of an altar that acts as a portal for demonic things. And then he goes on after a pause. The Crazy Horse Monument is also a Mason shrine. 
Whew. I found metal engineering stakes with the evil eye on them around Mount Rushmore. I, I'm not... I, I'd like to see what an evil eye looks like. Uh, he doesn't specify. And I... I'm not sure that that's part of uh, Christian theology, apart from, uh, well, I don't know apart from what. I, I don't know. Okay, now, Joe Donnell represents District 1 in the uh, South Dakota legislature, and he is a close friend of South Dakota Governor Christy Nome, N-O-E-M. He was educated, and then I uh, added in, or indoctrinated, uh, at Trinity Bible College. MAGA heads, GOP MAGA heads, uh, use the word indoctrination when they're ranting and raving about uh, public schools indoctrinating their kids. Well, what do you think um, that uh, Trinity Bible College did to Joe Donnell? I mean, he, I don't know. I don't know if he's married or has kids or owns a business or anything, but enough weird voters in South Dakota voted for him that they sent him to the state legislature. Hmm. Um, that's what happens when a, a serial grifter and essentially uh, a stupid man gets elected as president of the United States, as the orange sociopathic bloat bag did in uh, uh, 2016, actually November of 2015. Uh, uh, it, it just rips a scab off of the body politic and allows the uh, hateful, ignorant, People that uh, Hillary Clinton called the uh, the deplorables to come oozing out and infecting uh, many parts of our country in the disease of uh, illiberalism and uh, hateful conservatism, as opposed to real classic conservatism. Okay. That's my off-my-notes rant. Okay. Whew. Okay, I've got some uh, two good news things to uh, kind of end the show. And uh, I don't really have uh, enough to fill up the entire um, 58 minutes, but I'm going to read another part uh, from a previous show for the elucidation of my listeners and YouTube watchers. Okay, good news. What is now called, 
Bidenomics, B-I-D-E-N-O-M-I-C-S. But some economists made this up. Uh, do they call that a uh, portmanteau, the uh, smushing together of two words into one uh, new word? I think they did it. When uh, Reagan was elected, they called his policies Reaganomics. Well, I guess this is a takeoff on that. Bidenomics. It doesn't uh, roll off the tongue as easy as uh, Reaganomics did. Anyway, what is now called Bidenomics by some economists and now by Joe Biden himself is working. Statistics show that inflation is lower than all the other G7 countries. Um, and it is trending downward. So inflation uh, will not be able to be realistic. Uh, realistically used against Joe Biden in 2024, that won't stop the MAGA heads from using it, but they're wrong. They're wrong way, way more than they're right. Okay. Uh, Joe Biden himself, he called it that or used that in one of his uh, speeches. Uh, it's working. Statistics show that inflation is lower than all the G7 countries, the unemployment rate is lower than since the late 60s. Consumer confidence is higher now than during the Obama administration. The GOP's presidential nominee for the 2024 election will have a tough time on real issues. So, of course, they're going to fall back on divisive social issues. And that's because that's all they've got. Schools are grooming. Schools are um, indoctrinating our kids. Um, uh, they're letting cur... They're letting all the kids become trans. Those are the stupid things that the GOP MAGA heads are. You're going to hear about all of those things as we get closer to the 2024 presidential election. Where am I off my notes? Presidential GOP presidential nominees won't have real issues. They don't have real issues now. Okay, except for ginning up fear and hate in their MAGA head base. Okay, new topic. Uh, more good news. The restaurant chain Hamburger Mary's, which features drag waitresses and family-friendly drag performances has won a legal victory in, are you waiting for this, 
Florida. A federal judge placed a temporary injunction against Florida's uh, drag ban. Okay, take that, Rhonda fascist. Okay, the ban, which was signed uh, by Rhonda fascist on uh, May 17th of this year, uh, allows the uh, Florida Department of Business and Professions to revoke the license um, of any business, but I think it up they're mainly going after um, restaurants and bars and uh, coffee shops, I guess, uh, to revoke their license if minors can see um, people in drag, meaning dressed uh, guys dressed in women's clothes and made up to look like a, I don't know, made up woman or uh, women dressed as men. If kids see this, they'll be disturbed. They'll be harmed for life. That's the GOP stupid MAGA head thinking about this. Okay, so anyway, uh, here's to that uh, federal judge who put a hold on that ban the drag bill. Okay. Um, Okay, it's about uh, 45 minutes. Uh, Okay, Uh, more good news. Uh, A federal judge in Arkansas has struck down Arkansas's ban on gender-affirming care for trans youth. Judge James M. Moody uh, said the ban violated the U.S. Constitution. Okay, and this is a quote from him, Judge James M. Moody, quote, rather than protecting children, or safeguarding medical ethics, the evidence shows that the prohibited medical care improves the medic, the mental health and well-being of patients, meaning usually kids. Again, for ignorant GOP magas, puberty blockers are reversible. When a child stops taking them, puberty resumes. Now, there are still uh, clinical studies going on about this, but so far, most, um, in fact, almost all of the studies uh, agree that um, when a child... Uh, stops taking puberty blockers, puberty resumes. Okay, now there's some complications. Um, If a girl is transitioning to male and starts 
testosterone treatments or when a boy wants to transition to a girl and takes estrogen uh, hormone therapy, those uh, complicate the studies. And uh, it may take uh, longer for actual puberty to resume, okay? And not every complication has been studied thoroughly enough to enter the um, medical literature as, uh, I don't want to say a fact, because all studies can be refuted with new, properly peer-reviewed studies, but it, it's looking good. But GOP stupid MAGA heads don't bother to read any of these things. Uh, they just uh, want to uh, gin up fear and anger in their base. Uh, I have a, uh, a Republican relative that claims that uh, gender-affirming care is mutilation. No child under the age of 18 is... Uh, goes through gender reassignment surgery. Now, every uh, reputable medical uh, hospital has a um, has a rule that they do not operate on kids under eighteen. It may have happened a few times uh, that I'm not truly aware of. However, if it happened, you could be assured that the MAGA heads will grab on this uh, fact and just gin up more fear and uh, anger in their base. Okay? Under 18... You can't, as a under-18 teenager, get gender reassignment surgery. What care means is that if you come out to your parents as a young child and uh, say to them in so many words that... Uh, um, mommy or daddy, I, I'm. If you're a girl, I'm. I think I'm really a boy, deep inside, and uh, I wanna. I wanna look like a boy. I wanna be able to play football and climb trees and play with trucks. They can say that to their parents. That's step one. And if they're blessed with understanding parents, they will continue this conversation. The parents will question the child as, how long have you been feeling this way? What do you think makes you feel this way? And blah, blah, blah. Okay. If the feeling in the child persists for, I'm not a therapist, so I can't put a definite length of time on this, 
uh, off the top of my head, I would say a year or two in persistence of these feelings, then uh, the next step would be to take your child to a child psychologist. Um, and there are plenty of them um, out there, uh, more so in um, progressive and liberal areas. But, you know, the state of Arkansas attempted to ban all care. Okay, so the child psychologist talks to the child, and ha if they're reputable and have adequate training, uh, then they can determine, well, how persistent, um, how deeply held is this feeling, and would ask the child if they would like to socially transition, meaning uh, letting your hair grow in the case of a guy uh, or cutting your hair short if you're a girl or beginning to uh, wear the clothes of the opposite sex, opposite gender, and um, take part in activities that are typically um, done by kids of the uh, opposite gender. Okay, if that goes on and the kid is still in school and she's not, she or he is not uh, suffering distress or bullying or teasing by kids that he or she really likes, then the next step would be, you know, by this time the kid is older, um, around sixth or seventh grade, puberty blockers might be in line to be determined by the parents, by the kid, by the child psychologist, or psychiatrist, and um, if the decision is made to begin puberty blockers, then by uh, by that time, uh, pre slightly pre-puberty, then puberty blockers uh, can be administered, followed shortly, by that I mean a year or year and a half, by testosterone or estrogen treatments, okay? And that's how it should go. If after the, the boy or girl turns 18 and this feeling is still persisting and they turn 18, then they're able to make that decision themselves uh, whether or not they want gender reassignment surgery. Now, there are some girls, some trans girls, born a boy, whose uh, puberty has caused their breasts to grow. Some of them want to have top surgery. In, in other words, 
double mastectomy to have their bodies um, conform to how they feel inside. In the case of girls transitioning to a guy, okay? And uh, I'm all for those steps to be taken, okay? It's not an easy decision. It's not... Um, if you were to listen to MAGA heads talking about it, oh, they'll come back. Oh, they just, it, kids nowadays, they just want to do the cool thing. It's a social contagion. It's not any of those things. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Here's play out music. You have been listening to The Midnight Skeptic on KPCA LP, Petaluma, California. And we're at 103.3 on the FM dial and worldwide at www.kpca.fm. Support community radio at patreon.com slash Petaluma community access and remember think critically think logically but live joyously and most importantly pet your cats i can't emphasize enough how important it is to pet your cat and uh the amount of petting, well, not being very much, will reduce your stress level or your cortisol level in your body. Take the word of the midnight skeptic for this. Okay, it's right on the money, 58 minutes. So, uh, I will... Uh, mm, this is going to be on... Uh, Oh, jeez. Sunday the 2nd. The next one will be Sunday the 9th. And I'll record it sometime the day before or the day after the 4th of July. So don't drive drunk, please, on the 4th of July. Bye-bye. <laughs>